Minute, your uh, daily podcast where we discuss the movie Tombstone minute by minute. I'm your co-host, Rob, and joined by someone who, honestly, at, at this point, needs no introduction, but I, I need to do it. The same good person friend. that's on every day <laughs> with the most common name in the West, probably. Yep. Joe. Joe. Yep, Joe's Joe. here. Um, yes. Um, and we're going to discuss Minute 87, Joe. And in, in this minute, Morgan Earp is shot. Um, in the back. In the back. But before we get there, this minute starts with uh, Wyatt just holding a red sash in his hands, looking at it. This is the first time he's had a red sash in his hand, correct? I would assume so, yeah. Yes? Where are you going with this? Where I, I'm not going anywhere with it. I, I just... Part of me is wondering if, and I, I haven't taken the time to put this together in words that make sense, which would be like the rest of this podcast for Par me. Par for the course. Um, but is he looking at that and being like, is this really all that separates me from the Cowboys? You're giving him a lot of credit there. I know. But, you know, we sort of say like the villains wear a black hat. Here's here's Wyatt wearing all black, holding on to the one thing that we use at this point in this movie to to represent the villains i think i'm reading too far into this i i mean i'd like to think that he's doing some self-examination at that at that depth because there's Mm -hmm. he really isn't doing pull it boy (laughs) he hasn't really done anything noble or good for most of this film like all of his good acts are driven by a lust for for profit at this point yeah yeah that's true um and then we go to a bar is this the, is this is this the oriental we're in again it must be because milt's there yeah um and first off is this where morgan ran off to remember how he just bolted out that door <laughs> like a couple minutes it ago it is kind of weird that he's just <laughs> hanging out shooting pool at the bar i <laughs> actually i don't know how but i never didn't think about that well, like, nothing I can do here. <laughs> I'll just go shoot some pool. Like, literally minutes ago, he was in a room freaking out about bugs, and his brother is going to get his arm removed, and he just bolts out the door, runs about a block, I guess, and then just was like, I guess I'll just play pool. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I guess, like... We shouldn't judge somebody on like how they deal with the tragedy. Maybe that's he just needs that's to lesson. occupy. His, I, it's I a know. lesson of the movie, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, so he he does that, and then he looks out the window. Right. I mean, he looks out the window, and then turns around, takes two steps. And then is shot. So what yeah. did he see out the window? Apparently nothing, right? Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's like, interesting that you would look out the window and be like, "Wow, looks cool." Oh boy, then, really <laughs> coming down out there. Or is he out there, like looking like who's Wyatt talking to? Now it could be a scenario where 
Um, you know, it's very bright in the Oriental, and he's looking out, and it's at dark out there, and so all he's seeing is, like, his reflection. Could be, but that doesn't seem... That, that, he's that's reflecting. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Um, he he's peered, and I'm I'm reviewing it. He's peered really close to the glass, like he's looking out there for sure. He, I I think he he must be looking out at Wyatt and seeing like, oh, he's talking to Sherman and Texas Jack or whatever the heck his name Texas is. Texas Jack and Texas um, Jack and uh, something Creek Turkey Creek Turkey Creek. And then um, he's maybe so maybe I guess the the my best answer would be he's looking out there to make sure there's no trouble, and now he sees those guys riding away, so he's like, all right, it's all good. And then he heads back to the pool table. Okay, okay, I'll I'll take that. Um, he does get his pool shot off before he is hit with the bullet. Yes, uh, this is the things you notice minute by minute. <laughs> Um, I thought for sure you were going to comment on... God, I always forget his name. Wilt? Oh, that hasn't happened yet. Milt's back there. Milt the Brave. As no, I no, no, should... no, no. It has happened. He's loading up that case with something. Oh, what is he putting in that case? Yeah, I thought for sure you were going to come up with some cockamamie idea about how he's loading it up with like saltwater taffy or something like that. Is it candy? No, it's not. I, but I knew you would want it to be. It, what... My best, uh, it looks, it's uh, cigars. He's loading up the cigar case. Ah, okay. Um, what I was going to say about Milt is after Morgan is shot, Milt runs outside to check what's up. Pretty brave of him. The, yeah, the first the first brave act of the film. <laughs> Milt the brave. Um I now okay. So what is the right thing to do there? To run out without a gun, or to run to the person that just got shot and try to help them right away? I'll tell you what I would do. I would just duck behind that bar and I would <laughs> wait a little bit. That's what I would do. I know. <laughs> uh, we know. Um, that's what I would do. The next thing would be. I mean, I guess he's trying to see who did it because we don't know who did it. We don't know who shoots him. Yeah, do you think it's the same guy that shot Virgil? It's definitely not the same guy that shot up the lady, uh, the no. room with the ladies in it, because well, this I think, is a good shot. I think it's Florentino that shoots Virgil. Then we decide that Florentino shoots Virgil. We don't know who shoots up the ladies. I think it's a three-person job. I think someone shot the ladies, Florentino shot Virgil, and so Johnny Ringo, you think? He's a good I, shot. I think it was Frank Stillwell because he's the guy that um, – he's like the first cowboy that um, – spoilers – that Wyatt's going to kill at the train station. Oh, okay. Um, and historically, we don't really know. I mean, Frank Stillwell is one of the guys who sort of like brought up as who was part of this deal. Okay. Um and then I think Ike is probably the one that shot out the women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would like that to be the case. He's uh, he the just, guy that screwed everything up. Um, so then... Do you think that they had someone in line to go after Wyatt? And it just it like was, didn't work out? What if it was McMaster's? That would be interesting. And, wow. and McMaster's isn't actually really feel having second thoughts after seeing what they did to the women. He just realizes there's no way I can get Wyatt. 
this is his yeah this is when he's like i i gotta go out from undercover now that makes sense i think we you know there's a lot of hard nuts and tough cases have watched this movie joe but i think we're the ones that have really solved it here (laughs) um so then we see slow motion wyatt yeah i know you're a big fan of slow motion Wyatt. yeah i that's my off topic or my broader movie related question i wanted to bring up um and we do we do we see morgan slow motion as well right as he kind of tries to get the gun out he like grabs his gun and kind of tries to go over it's a pretty a long slow motion sequence i was uh i was telling uh before we we came on air here when i name these episodes i always name them after a line that was uttered during the minute and it was very difficult to find a line in this one i just thought of one what slow morgan <laughs> they never no one ever says slow morgan <laughs> but it's slow-mo and it's about morgan it works on so many levels I just pulled a full rob there that was good i'm so proud of you um i i will say this i after this happens we see that i kind of had criticized this like outdoor lightning area but the sequence where uh, Wyatt like lets go of the red sash and it blows across the ground and he walks off. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. It it looks like something that if you were reading a, a comic book or a graphic novel, you would see in it, and you'd be like, "Oh, that's neat." Yeah, like the like death and east of west. Yep. Like yep. drops it and w- goes towards his robot horse. <laughs> um. So yeah, I love that. I love that shot. And then, uh. Do you have do you have anything else this minute? Because I do have what actually happened of Morgan. I did some research on that. Well, mine is about uh, just kind of a sort of a movie question, not cert- not really related to Tombstone. Uh, why don't we Why don't you go with what really happened first, and then we'll end with that in case people don't care. Okay, they care. <laughs> minute eighty seven. Um, so. It's happened on March 18th, 1882. He was, Morgan was returning from a musical. This is all oh, true. Man. Do you know which musical? I do not. Uh, well, I guess um, that if it's that old, we probably don't know it anyways. Um, he was ambushed. He was playing a late round of billiards at the Campbell and Hatch Billiard Parlor. So he was not at the Oriental in sounds real like life. A, sounds like a hipster joint. Yeah, against the owner, old Bob Hatch. You know Bob Hatch. Yeah, that's uh, Orrin Hatch's great, great, great grandfather. <laughs> yes. There was also Dan Tipton, Sherman McMaster, and Wyatt watched. They all had received threats that same day. Huh. He was shot. Wait, McMaster's op- had? McMaster, too, yeah. Oh, and so Wyatt- like all, so they're basically condensing everything into one night here. Yeah, which is fine. They should do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No complaints on this that. This lo- movie's long enough already. Um. The assailant shot Morgan through the upper half of a four-pane window door, so kind of yeah. close to this. Yeah. The bottom two windows had been painted over. Uh, the door opened into a dark alley that ran through the block, and Morgan was about 10 feet from the door, was struck in the right side, shattered the bullet shattered his spine, passed through his left side, and entered the thigh of a mining foreman who was there. Holy cow. And then another bullet lodged in the wall near the ceiling over Wyatt's head. Oh, so they missed him. 
Mm-hmm. Several men rushed into the alley, but found so the, the curly bill took that shot. Um, after Morgan was shot, his brothers tried to help him stand, but Morgan said, "Don't! I can't stand it. This is the last game of pool I'll ever play." How right he was, Joe. Wow. Um, they moved him to the floor near the card room door. Um, this is an interesting part here. Dr. William Miller arrived first, followed by doctors Matthews and George Goodfellow. They all examined Morgan. Goodfellow, recognized in the U.S. as the nation's leading expert at treating abdominal gunshot wounds, concluded that Morgan's wounds were fatal. Well, it hit his spine. I know, but I think it's funny that they had, like, one of the best doctors yeah, ever just there. just happened to be there. Wow. Yeah, so if it had Mrs. Spine, he maybe would have had a chance then. That's true. Um, since we mentioned him, I think we should play one of our favorite games we play on Tombstone Minute. How did he die? Um, George Goodfellow here fell ill in the summer of 1910 with an illness that he had reportedly been exposed to during the Spanish-American War. Um, in just over six months, his health gradually declined, stopped practicing medicine, was hospitalized for several weeks, and then died in 1910. Um, he, there's just one line here. Alcoholism may have played a role in his death. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, so his obituary it plays, it plays a role. It plays a role in this podcast too. <laughs> his obituary attributed his death to a nervous breakdown. He was 54 years old. That's how this podcast will end. <laughs> oh, that's quite a life he lived. Yeah. So bummer of an ending, but uh, most most lives do have terrible endings. Yeah, um, so yeah, that is historically what actually happened. Uh, you had a question, yeah. So we had our second slow mo shot, but much obviously much more impactful than the the horse jumping one, right? There was oh yeah, one. the horse jumping. Yeah. Yep. And I was wondering what your uh, your favorite slow mo shot ever was. Well, there's one coming up in this movie that's up there. Um, but if I was being honest, and it's actually the second time I've mentioned it, this movie during this podcast, but the Matrix lobby shootout, they have that sequence where it goes slow motion when they're walking. Like yeah. when they, like, that's, I mean, it helped that I was like 16 when I saw that movie, but it's, a good it's one. pretty high up there for me. Uh, mine would be the climax of Teen Wolf when he uh, sinks that free throw. <laughs> it's the second time we've mentioned Teen Wolf in this yeah, podcast. Too. It's incredible. It's so like the 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 everything about it is so funny. First of all, you can see that that Michael J. Fox pull weighs, it, boy. Michael J. Fox weighs about eighty five pounds, and when he picks up the basketball, it looks like he's lifting up a medicine ball, and he. <laughs> He jumps while he shoots the free throw, and I understand because it probably is like a medicine ball to him. Yeah. And then it, like, cuts back and forth between him and the villain, and the villain looks like he's, like, <laughs> like 29 years old, but he's in high school. And I did try quickly to look up how old the actor actually was, but I didn't have time. Um, and then the music that kicks in, the way that uh, – just everything about it is just so – perfectly 80s and uh i can't think of any slow motion sequence that entertains me more than the end the the climax of teen wolf um 
the other here's, ones. Here's I, where you say I've never seen Teen Wolf. No, I've seen Teen Wolf. The other ones I was thinking of. See, there's a lot of in the '90s. I'm thinking of like Usual Suspects. It ends with a slow motion sequence, right? Yeah, I think Reservoir Dogs. Like Reservoir Dogs. D- like in a lot of like Tarantino. Like with Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. They're both awesome movies. Yeah. But they created a lot of extremely bad habits with filmmakers. Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, you know what? I know another great one would be would be Royal Tenenbaums when uh, Margot gets off the bus. Oh yeah. See, you're you're actually thinking of like good, I know good ones, <laughs> good good ones. And uh, you're right; those are are both fantastic. It's interesting deciding when to use slow mo. I actually don't mind it here. I do. <laughs> it's terrible. It does not like slow motion does not ever belong in a western. I think it's just doesn't fit with the genre at all. Let's see what you say later on in this movie in the river. I I mean like that's when the movie just doesn't isn't even really a western anymore. It's just something that transcends genre. Transcends cinema. <laughs> um, all right. Well, do you have anything else on uh, minute eighty seven? I don't. Uh, I am. I think we should save uh, our breath because we've got a Huckleberry coming in tomorrow. A new who, one, new Huckleberry. Yes, brand new, and and I mean this extremely affectionately. Loves to talk more than almost anyone I know. So we got to save our save our breath to keep up with with this Huckleberry. I think. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, all right. Well, we'll be back tomorrow with the uh, minute eighty eight.